Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We are hot off a Orlando Magic win. Breaking that, Paul, you're doing a big yawn. Yeah. Your team just won. You're excited. Yeah, but it takes it out of you. You're alive. You're happy to be alive. Mm-hmm. JT, how are you going? Oh, I'm happy to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> Two scheduled wins in a row. No, and no, yeah. no, I lost in a win. <laughs> for, yeah, for, right, right. for the magic, yeah, for the magic, for two ske- two schedule wins in a row, um, it's a loss and a win for the magic. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm, you've confused me. Two scheduled games, <laughs> two scheduled games <laughs> in a row for the magic. It's time for advanced analytics. I don't know if we're good at this or not. It's hard to tell. Could have what? Could have what? Intros. At, at doing a basketball podcast. Mm. Well, just that confusion <laughs> that me and JT had, and I still didn't get to the bottom of it. What, you're saying that the Magic have played two games since the All-Star break? Uh, no, I, they've played two games he in misspoke. my recent memory. <laughs> he, he, Both felt of which like, he felt like they won that Mavericks game. But, but they, they didn't. Yeah. yeah. So they've played two games, and they've had one loss and a, and a win since yeah. the All-Star break. Yes. Oh, so. Correct. Hey, All Paul, right. before we get into too much Magic talk, can I just ask you, where have you placed Tracy McGrady? The figurine I... Oh, he's on my desk in my room, yeah. (laughs) Nice. Where I sit every day. Is that rat face um, facing Um, you or... Facing, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Literally yesterday I was thinking though, I was like, maybe I shouldn't put him there because I don't want him to get faded by the sun. Wow. That's a good idea. He's he's too close to a window. That's 4D chess. Have you... Who is your favorite Magic player? I'm sure I've asked you this before. Of all time? Yeah. Honestly, I struggle with... I struggle with favorite players of all time. There's no good ones. No, nah. like Magic haven't had a good player. No, nah, we've had a lot of good, lovable players. <laughs> they just honestly, not good. Rattle off some examples. Some of the guys we currently have, I, I love so much. <laughs> like who? Uh, James Ennis. Jonathan Isaac. Mark L. Foltz. James Ennis III. <laughs> um, so, um, Jonathan Isaac, is he your favorite Magic player of all time then, maybe? Um, I do love him. And I was there when he went down. It was horrific. He, uh, okay, did I even say this? And in, 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 the, the the photos on Twitter of him getting stretched off, you can see me standing there looking down at him. That was sad. the weirdest flex I've ever heard in my life. No, it's not a flex. Yeah, you're in the background of some inju- giddy images, image, <laughs> injury photos of a player that no one's heard of. Why? I'm so, I don't mean to be so mean. You're taking it really bad. No, but like with her, we're talking about him. Yeah, I've I feel, heard of him. I feel like when you when you say weird stuff out loud, though, you've got to expect the consequences of me slapping you down a little bit. Nah. <laughs> Speaking of stuff you've said, Paul, uh, do you think your sources on the James Ennis uh, acquisition maybe have been uh, proven inaccurate? He hasn't been hugely effectual from what I've seen. <laughs> By sources, do you mean me reading... <laughs> um, uh, Magic Reddit post. 76ers fans being gutted. I do indeed. Um, nah, I think he's going to be handy. He's going to turn it around once that eight seed gets locked <laughs> in, baby. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's handy guy. We're going to have some. Um, we're going to have some magic uh, mayhem soon. But um, right now, let's get stuck into the basketball that's been happening this week, and there hasn't been a ton of it. It's time for the week in review. Week in review. 
I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said there hasn't been a ton of it. I should be like, there's tons of stuff to talk about. <laughs> but I'm going to start with the refing. Um, it just seems to be a big thing this week and over the last couple of weeks. Like people getting furious at the standard of refs. Um, Lakers Celtics was both fans just going. It didn't favour a team, but it was a shambles, and that was a shame for like a marquee NBA game. And then Mark Cuban is like going to the Supreme Court to fight back for the last um, 50 seconds against the Hawks or whatever is going on there. I guess if you lose the Hawks, you, you a lawsuit is <laughs> you need a lawsuit. Here's the thing I don't understand is like as I was watching that game and I was watching it, I'm thinking. How confident are the Mavericks to sit? Oh, why'd you say as I was watching this game and I was watching it? Like what you're saying <laughs> do is, you like, of, yeah. Do you often say I was watching it, but you weren't watching it? <laughs> I, to be honest, this is the second NBA game I've ever watched. <laughs> Every other time I've been lying. Um, this, uh, the yeah, the Mavericks to not play, and, and obviously players do get hurt, but sometimes it seems like they're just resting guys, and I'm like, how do they know? So obviously against the Hawks, they were like, oh, I reckon we can get this without Porzingis or Doncic. It's conference as well, though. But it's yeah. just, just to defend Luca, he's said today his ankle's still bothering him. Okay, So if so you think legit. you're going to have to rest him, you might as well go against a bottom seed from the opposite conference, yeah, right? Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I get you. But and Paul, the- you, were, you, were, you, were, you thought maybe the refs, um, they did screw Cuban, but at the same time, they were going to well, lose Also, again. I was like, yeah, I was like, the Mavericks... Um, no, I don't think they... Here's the thing. The refs made a mistake, but if they hadn't made that mistake, the basket, I think, would have counted for the Hawks. Uh, So they did slightly, I think, make a mistake maybe, but had they not made the mistake, the Hawks would win. Okay. So can I I weigh in here? Because I think this is pretty simple for the refing. You just solve it because that's, that's what my first thought is as well. Just let's, fig- let's figure this out. There's some things we want we don't want computers to do, right? Yeah. We need human refs to give superstar superstar calls. No, no, what, no, we don't. We definitely do. Okay, just hear me out. <laughs> we definitely do because you're off to a bad start okay, with this. But one. things like outs, like the whole outside of the court should be light up, and if someone steps on it, it goes red. Yeah. So you know, easy. Because that happened. That happened in the um, Lakers. Because I was going to say that my argument was going to be my argument was going to be that. Um, People complain about NBA refs, and it's annoying. But like basketball, as I see, say every time, basketball is a very hard game to ref. It's so hard to tell how much contact. It's like soccer. It's like it's it's really it's really hard to know sometimes. But then, and think about how bad the FIBA refs are. Like every World Cup, every Olympics, feel like these refs are the w- way worse than the NBA. And then you look at like New Zealand league refs, and like they kind of get out of bounds calls right. But then in Lakers Celtics, the biggest game in the NBA. Um, they the getting out of bounds calls wrong again. Yeah, so I agree totally. So I think well, I, I agree totally. But just do the easy stuff, computers or whatever. Just do the out of bounds. The basics. Yeah. yeah, it seems so. It's and I actually think can most, computers do that though? Oh, uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, so a Wait. computer could do it. Well, definitely. If cars can self drive, they yeah. can say whether it's out or in. <laughs> I, I agree with that in a lot. Of, I think, but like, would the shoes have to have special like material on them so they know if they've stepped on the line? Nah, they just you know the camera um you know in the tennis oh just a camera in the tennis yeah okay. yeah okay good yeah. point the the court isn't made out of magic material if, we, if it's only some way we could get a camera to communicate with the computer <laughs> <laughs> um there's, I think there's so I was thinking like it's crazy that it's 2020 we have all this technology <laughs> but the only way to catch someone speeding in a car mm. is if a policeman s- happens to see them yeah it's like surely there's 
A, some sort of satellite way. There is. Or B, surely like we could um, chip cars. Yeah, you could. And um, stop them from going over 100. Stop them from you going can, over 100. You can, but it's like, so, it becomes more of like a personal freedom nanny state It's a legal issue, issue Paul, I think. It's the same reason why... You well, we c- could chip every person and like find out who did murders all the time. So it's actually very interesting. You should contact the Ministry of Justice about this. If you run a red light and you're photographed, it's still very difficult to, per- to prosecute an individual that's why it'll default to the person that's registered to that car hmm. because it's still really hard to prove it was that person and it's very resource-intensive too. So the reason that you do it with police officers is because it's not as resource-intensive to actually pos- prosecute them if they don't pay the fine. Hmm. Why, why? Because the police officer's like, I saw that car. Because otherwise you go, it wasn't me. Okay, so then you need to get the image. And yeah, that, they've got the image. They've got it there on the database. Right, but ha- how high... De- now, maybe with high definition, but I don't believe all those oh, cameras... Oh, that's a grainy photo. And exactly. they're like, it wasn't me or I was wearing sunglasses. Exactly. So I was in my car. And it's a lot of resources more than it's worth. Yeah, and so human, okay. a human, a police officer is still more reliable next, than that. Here's exactly. my next thing. I love how we've moved... Police don't lie. So we're... we're, we're um. We're a basketball-based podcast. Yes. Huh? We barely cover basketball. <laughs> like we're we're like struggling at that task. No, but before and we now go we've back moved into the world of like AI and like before tech, we go back to basketball, lasers and stuff. Okay, that's fair I'm enough. I'm never going back. What about this though? How f- <laughs> how what's the far what's the speed li- fastest speed limit in New Zealand that uh, you've ever driven? Entrapment, entrapment. He's working for the pigs. No, 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 no. I once might have driven 140 k's passing someone in Christchurch where the roads are straight. No, what's the speed limit? Not the fastest you've ever driven. 100, 100. No, um, Uh, no, 120, is it? Well, down near Tauranga, there's like some roads that are like. No, there's 110. 110, okay, 110. But but you can go faster if you're overtaking someone, I think. No, No, definitely. Can you not? No, you can't break it. It's a limit. This is what I'm saying. The speeding in New Zealand is crazy. People and like in, there's people. There's a theory that the inside lane it's is the lane. fast lane. Speed lane. What? And no, have you ever? Okay, have you ever driven? No, it oh, is there. And so, no, no, that's right. Sorry. Inside lane is the is the speed, the speed lane. lane. Listen to this, and you can go as fast so, as you want. So say say the, the other day, I was driving in that inside lane, hundred mm. k and hundred k zone. Yeah, the cars behind were livid. Yeah, because they were driving. Yeah. So quick up behind me, like catching up from miles behind, yeah, and then driving right behind me, and they were like acting like I was insane. I was like, I can't legally drive any faster. Okay, then hear me out. So the fastest you can drive is 110 in New Zealand. Why is my speedometer go up to like 180? Yeah, or even higher. Why can cars go faster than you can legally? And I know yeah. you can say like, oh, but what if you're on your private property on a farm? Yeah, no one's it's like, got like... Surely just cap off the speed limit at the speed limit. It's, yeah. But it's because... Nah, but it's because if there was a, a situation where you were overtaking at the limit and whatever happened, you misjudged and there's two cars going 100 kilometers. Yeah. Then if both cars are capped and the other one doesn't know that you're capped, that's going to be a huge disaster. But you would know they're capped. I don't... Unless you're like... Are you, are you capped? No, Nothing. everyone's are capped. You capped. But everyone's also, capped. every car... Right. Us, it, yeah, okay. Every car goes to... Um, they put on their speedo, like, it goes to 280. It's like, yeah. can the car even go that fast? Probably not. Um, um, yeah, anyway. I had something to say. I feel like 100 is definitely oh. the limit. Yeah, but it's weird. No, there's, there's, there is parts of stretch of road in New Zealand okay. where it says a, the sign is 110. Listeners, right. I apologise for bringing this up. We'll go back to basketball in one second. But with Lime scooters came, yeah. and they're gone now. They're Why? gone. Well, there's there's multiple other brands. So crazy now. they go on though. Right? Yes, out. and why they go? Because there were a, a couple of maybe deaths or um, bad oh, injuries. No, you just, you just made that death up. Oh, I don't okay. think dies. Bad injuries. Yeah, and pe- and and like people were like, we got to lower the speed. Also, New Zealand is like, grabbing the scooters and just throwing them into the um, ocean. <laughs> it's just weird that cars, because they've been around for so long and people love them, 
and there's this kind of speeding culture yeah. that people like people would be shocked if you were like let's lower speed limit to um 80 or whatever yeah to and stop because how many people die in cars so, in new zealand so many okay back to um james ennis uh three out of <laughs> three out of four games we've won with him on the team congrats so. man congrats james. um can, can i just uh can i just finish this refing discussion um uh, uh this is how you solve it the nba is a billion dollar league you can afford this you have three refs on the court refing the game. You have three refs. They can be in Caucus, New Jersey or in the stadium, depending on how fancy you want to be, who are there in the stadium as well on a video review monitor who are just instantly reviewing calls. And if the refs on the court are like, this is dodgy or there's a coaching challenge, they instantly go, we've all watched that and we've made a unanimous decision. The reason I don't say one ref is because VAR, that's how VAR works in soccer and that's been a debacle because you have these amateur refs on the sideline who are sometimes making bad calls. And I think you say that the, the refs on the court have the ultimate rule. Like if the, if the TV refs overrule them, then they can go, hey, I want to look at that on a, c- a camera just to be sure. But the problem we have now is the video review system is so annoying because the refs who made the call walk over to the sideline. It takes like kills a minute long time. They've got to like set up the, they've got to like um, download an antivirus software, put on some um, sponsored headphones, which is like, who's buying, buying that integration, eh? Who's, I want to own the, the, the Beats by Dre headphones that the refs put on to watch a replay, because you hate that. It makes you angry looking at that. It makes me less want to buy Beats, right? It takes so long. And at the end of the day, and what we've found in the NBA is that the refs don't want to turn their own call. Like if it's like 50-50, unless it's like really obvious, and sometimes it's really obvious, they won't turn against their own call. So it needs to be another group of refs off the court. It could be one, but ideally three, who are overruling the refs on the court because they've got a camera and can see what's actually going on. Yeah, I agree. Because ridiculous how the commentators often, the commentators, the biggest idiots in the world, and us, the bigger idiots sitting at home on the couch, sometimes uh, doing a better job than the refs just because we have better access to angles and faster replays and stuff. I don't know. It needs to be a replay limit, though, as you say. I hate it when the players have already walked back because they already know the call, and then you still have to sit through another like four Well, angles. that's why I think the go- if, if there was three guys there in the stadium or, or in Secaucus who are making the decision quickly, it's because it takes so long for the ref to go over there, have a sip of water, put the headphones on. I always, always had this plan. Like I always used to think if I was good at sports... Like good enough to be professional. I'd never, I'd never, uh, how dare you? I'd never <laughs> foul ever in my whole career. Mm. And even when I was accused of foul, even if I didn't, I'd be like, okay, yeah, fair play. And then at the World Cup final, I'd do something like real filthy. <laughs> it's, not, cool. it's not bad. Yeah. Why don't people think long like that? I think mm. pro people do. Like, I'm just trying to think of a player. Who's a player who's got like a really good reputation? Mike Conley? Yeah. 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 It's like, and it might He's like a never bit. had a tick, I think. Um, so in soccer, they're having this problem at the moment. It's the exact same thing the NBA is happening with VAR where um, the instant replays are slowing the game down and often getting the wrong call, like making a bad call worse. And um, it does annoy me a little bit that players, player safety is an issue, right? And players drive in the lane or go into the box in soccer and they flop over to get a foul. But then when they actually get hit, it's like a boy who cried wolf situation. Mm. And it's like players, you do have to accept that if you are going to flop to draw fouls, which I don't think is necessarily evil. It's like part of the sport, unfortunately. You'd have to accept that sometimes you're going to get smacked and it's not going to seem as bad because you've set the precedent. Anyway, that's enough on referee. What's, just, what's VAR? Sorry, um, don't follow any other sport. Uh, Video assistant referee or something. Yeah, like it's, oh, um, it, it, it went replay. okay. At the Soccer World Cup, it went fine. Like oh, yeah. FIFA did it okay, which is funny. Goal line cam, I call FIFA's it. FIFA's a champ. No, 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 that's different. Okay. For a long time in soccer, they've had a, they've, the ref has had it. It's a bit like your out-of-bounds idea. They have a, um, a goal line... Um, 
The ref wears a watch, and when the ball crosses the line, it vibrates for him so he knows there's a goal because there's quite a few goals that are just allowed where the player would use their foot to hook the ball back into play, uh-huh. and it should have been a goal. Like, huge decisions that influence world football. So as a result, they've got goal that now, and now they've got another thing, VAR, which mainly does offsides, and people are just hating it because, it, A, it, it measures an offside to a millimetre, which in offsides are boring in soccer, but B, they get it wrong so often. It's like the exact same thing that's happened to the NBA. It's another great guy I've been thinking comparison like last week, Paul. Hmm. I've got it. I've actually cracked it. So you know how Stephen Marbury, a.k.a. Starbury, yeah. came up with that ball that is, glows colours? Have you seen that? No, I did not know that was a thing. Okay, well, it might be one of those Instagram ads that's just a trick. But <laughs> yeah, I think it it's sounds real. Sounds like a scam. But if you could have a ball that was uh, glowing, yeah. then what you should do is link it to the f- um, court floor. Yeah. And as soon as someone hits out, it turns, yeah. changes okay. colour. And get this. Yep. Um, all the players give their fingerprints. And so whoever it touched last, it yep. lights that team's colour. Yep. So it'll like flash green if it came off a Celtic and Only it'll way. go out and it'll be like... I would love if they did this and there was so much technology in the ball because it's got fingerprint scanners and like... It's going to be a very heavy ball. Laser, yeah. yeah, it's like really affects the performance. Like three-point shooting plummets. No more bouncing it. Like, <laughs> so this... Not to go too deep here, but I've, this is a... a like, decent, we've th- already gone too deep. Uh, this That's is, what we do. We're advancing the list. We get in amongst it. Like they, I'd be, I wouldn't be surprised if the NBA listens to this podcast. They do. I... Look, I, I can't say for sure, but... <laughs> pretty, pretty sure, sure they do. So I've often thought this about... So if you think all these costs are adding up, right? Riffing, whatnot, okay? As technology is evolving on the video side. Because yeah. I thought this about rugby, right? There's no way rugby and content can continue if um, the same things happens in American football, right? It's an employment law issue. You can't employ people if they're going to get head, head injuries. Wow. So, yeah, so yeah, that's, a, that's a hot take. But what, so it might go amateur again. That's my long-term prognosis. But what I think is that... F- uh, Whoa, wait, 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 we're going way over. Your long-term prognosis... Okay, just ignore that. Okay. Football still... <laughs> nah, rugby, hypothetically... Football still exists. American football still a sport. Yeah, yeah, but I'm talking like 10 years. So your theory is that football won't exist and rugby won't exist because... Nah, football, football's probably big enough to fight it, but rugby will go under. Rugby's not enough, pretty big. Not enough people play it. Anyway, just yeah. ignore that part. Just ignore that part. <laughs> so, but videos... Video, it's pretty... It's like the main part you've talked about video so far. Games are getting, video, games are, <laughs> video games are getting so photorealistic. No yeah. one goes to rugby games, right? So they make no money from the stadium. Yeah. But they've got all these costs from human beings. Yeah. Just virtual rugby. Yeah. Let's just make it virtual. It's getting so close. Yeah, it does exist. Like they have like the NBA the, E-League. Nah, but no one playing. It's just fully simulated. What about this? And players like generated and you're like, yeah. Because I think it would be cool if people, players were playing, but they were strapped into like um, yeah, oh, that's what I, VR yeah, so gear. Yeah, so it's still their brain. So and sensors. Exactly. Imagine that. Yeah. So it's kind of like the film Avatar or the forthcoming Avatar It, it could Avatar be Avatar films. characters. Who cares? Make them whatever color. Yeah. Oh, mate. The guys That'd be awesome. There's so many... Um, Instead of like in the NBA with a Star Wars week, there could be like a team that's exactly. like Star Wars. Exactly, they could all be Darth all, Vader's or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stormtroopers and stuff. <laughs> this will happen, but it will just be, it'll be set. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, it's, a, it's an exciting future we can all keep behind <laughs> and look forward to in the near. That'll be, that'll be two, three years imagine away. Imagine the speed of the players. Like the players will be so quick because it's like. <laughs> yeah, and you could be like, yeah. I'm looking forward to a new video game that like, like that, like a, a VR sports video game. Where like reflexes are super fast that exists in the Matrix. Like that. Anyway, I went to VR the other day <laughs> in Auckland. Yeah, we're just going to tangent was until we eight, never talk Was it eight? Um, was it all eight senses covered? <laughs> um, no. Eight, eight dimensions. Here's what happened. The first game was this 
was awesome. Oh no, we can't. We've got to. Keep, we've got to go back to basketball. We've just tangent so far. We're talking about like okay. simulated sports. You can bring it into Magic Mayhem though, if it's if it's a good story. All right. Um, I've got. I've got a couple things to loop back. Well, on you got. You got to loop back on um, Zion, mate. Zion. Oh is baby, it. you're Woo! so excited. Zion mania. Um, Zion is uh, t- turning the Pelicans into genuine playoff contenders. So as I said, though, I've said on this podcast, it's not just Zion. It's Lonzo and Drew playing. They're playing them properly. And Brandon Ingram, unbelievable. But the Pelicans are back. They're going all the way. They're actually good. And the bottom of the um, West, you kind of expect like the Trailblazers or someone to figure it out. But they haven't. And the Grizzlies are in their eighth spot. It's anyone's for the taking, right? So every year I get more and more convinced that uh, schedule strength... And we, you know, we talk a lot about scheduled losses, but I honestly believe schedule strength is not talked about enough. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 we're the same. We talk about I had, I had the, the open as a tab right now. In case it came up on the podcast. Oh, and, that's, and, and that's, the Pelicans do have the third best schedule remaining. And it, it's definitely true of the Pelicans, though, that they're Pelicons. like their recent um, turn of <laughs> the Pelicans, because they're a con. And the reason they're a con is because their recent turn of form has been partly them just beating the teams they should beat and losing to the good teams. And Derek Favors being healthy, Zion, like so that, but that lineup of Bi, Lonzo. Uh, Drew favors and Zion has one of the best net ratings in the NBA. But isn't Zion? Isn't Zion? Yeah, 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 yeah. The, yeah they've, they've, okay, well, congratulations to them, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, and one, if they play the Lakers first round, how good would that be? What would be good about that? The revenge, the old Lakers. Oh yeah, but they're going to get murdered. It's I don't trust the Lakers come playoff time. I reckon Lonzo is going to bring it home. Yeah. I, um, we're He's out a, for revenge. I reckon time. there's more chance of the Thunder beating the Rockets. I reckon that could I be agree a good, with a good that. Revenge. I agree. That'd be an amazing revenge. Oh, no, wait. Take what that do you mean back. you're the Rocket take man? Take it back, take it back. Oh, nah, we have the Thunder man. are scary come playoff time. I think I these know. playoffs are going to be awesome, though. Like, the, the, this, this season, some of the first-round playoffs are going to be good. Well, one little wrinkle that just popped up this week is that um, Marquis... Oh, no. Marcus. Marquis Morris has been picked up by the Los Angeles Lakers after being cut by the Pistons, who are um, finally, thank goodness, rebuilding. If only they could get rid of Siku Blake. Dumbuya. Griffin's mess. The future. Yeah. <laughs> Big Siku, man. Don't know who that is. He's the future. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. Now I know he's the future. But, okay, hear me out here. Because we, we all know that the biggest, one of the biggest prizes in the um, most recent, uh, what is it called, uh, trade deadline, was his brother, uh, Marcus Morris, right? Marcus Morris was was supposed to go to the Lakers. He ended up going to the Clippers. And then the Lakers are like, oh, no. The Clippers have outdone us in what we should be good at, picking up free agents or whatever, or um, players who who get bought out. Um, They've done better than us. So we need to neutralize that threat. So they brought his brother. And I'm not saying, like, one Morris brother cancels out the other because it's not. Marcus is better than Markeef. What they've done is realized, and as... as, um, uh, Marcus said, as soon as Markeef was announced going to LA, they're going to buy a house together. Those two guys are two of the most notorious idiots in the NBA. I'm not just saying that. No, normally I judge like Aaron Gordon. I'm judging him as an idiot just based on the way he um, his eyes are a bit droopy, right? These brothers are like famous for like assaulting people in town and like you know par- they're partying. They're like they've got a, a long track record of dumb fuckery, Didn't right? Didn't they also famously believe it was a reasonable request as Rockies that they never be traded apart? <laughs> yeah. They they signed a joint contract That's right. where they just gave them like $30 million a year <laughs> and they divide it amongst themselves. Which is oh so God. funny, especially because one was better than the other. And then they got tra- They got screwed, man. It's a sad story. Now they're back together in Los Angeles playing for different teams. I honestly think the Lakers picked him up knowing 
that it's going to send both of them off the rails and that'll screw with the Lake uh, Clippers, their biggest rival in the West. It's a great theory. Thank you. But will it not also screw them up since he's in their locker room as well? Well, maybe, in which case you just cut him. You know, he, the Lakers decided at the trade deadline, they're like, our, our roster's locked, we're going with Rondo, let's do this, it's yeah. going to be crazy. He's here living in LA. I feel like the Morris twins, collectively, are the most well-known sort of fringe NBA players of the last sort of five years. What? Do you, like they've got, I, they, I feel like I hear about the Morrises all the time, but they're n- not usually on very good teams, and they're not that good. Yeah. Marcus Morris was good last year, well, right? Well, maybe because there's two of them, they get double Do, the coverage. Yeah, I, think it's, I think it's like the twin factor. Imagine if LeBron had a twin. But, like, um, you've got to remember that Marcus is quite good and is... Yeah, well, if LeBron, okay, let's just <laughs> if LeBron had a twin, that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah that, would be, that would be amazing. That'd be, and if they played in different conferences and met in the final. He might have a twin. What do you mean? Can't rule it out. You've seen the prestige? Yeah. <laughs> that, that could be a fair... Maybe, like, every time he gets injured, they just replace it with a different <laughs> LeBron, and that's how he's so durable. Yeah. Um, I want to talk briefly about Bradley Beal. Um, JT, I know you're very excited about the Bradley Beal um, narrative. Well, um, yeah, I'm excited, but I'm actually... So, Bradley Beal has had two crazy 50-point games in yeah. a row. And that's... I had a look at some... Only highlights, admittedly, I'm not a big whiz, Wizards man. Yeah. But unbelievable. And it got me thinking, is Beal... So, it got me first thinking, is Beal the best player on a bad team? Yeah. And then it got me thinking, how good can a player be... If their team is still bad, that's, yeah, that's Beal, is it is it bad team? It's good Devin stats? Booker. There's so many teams like that. Uh, Cowards, it's, not Towns. it's not Devin Booker. What do you mean? Devin Booker's legit. At no, 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 no. He's the definition of like how good is Devin Booker if his team goes down. Okay, I'll play it. I'll play it. But so Trey Young. There's so many players like that. This is this is a story of like half the NBA. So do we? So my real question is, how good would Brad Beal be? Good stats, bad I team. Wanna, at school. I want to see. I I was almost hoping. Uh, Bradley Beal was, was Orlando bound. Oh, we were praying he got traded. I wanted yeah, to go to the so Raptors. Like, I thought if the Raptors had Bradley Beal, they would be finals contenders. I agree. Um, wait, the Raptors, I think, are finals contenders. No, you know, because you, you picked them as the finals. I think there's a lot of contenders this year, and the Raptors are not one of them. But they are, they are going to cause damage in the playoffs. Um, but just on Bradley Beal, I hear you on that. He is one of my – this is my favorite bugaboos. It's players who take the money – on a bad team where they know they're going to be bad, and then two months later are like, oh, what? What? And the most classic example was, um, who's that idiot who went to um, Sacramento and was like, Vladi told me we were going for the chip. It's not Jeff Green. It's the other guy who reminds me of Jeff Trevor Green. Trevor No, the guy who played for the, um, he played for the Spurs as well, and he, he looks a lot like, he's like a 3 and D. He might play for the Timbals. Now he's like a gunner, scorer. He doesn't, he, I just said 3 and D. He doesn't play D. He look, um, he, I think he's from the Spurs. Not Jeff Green, George. Uh, he played Paul for the George. Um, George Hill. George Hill. George Hill. Yeah, George Hill did the exact George thing. George Hill's three and D. He signed a he signed a seventeen million dollar contract with the Kings and was like, and when they were here's crap what, and developing, he was like, "What? I got tricked." Bradley <laughs> Beal's the same. You sign a huge contract for, for the especially Wizards. if you've been there already. Like yeah, four you years. know, you yeah, and they were terrible beforehand as well. You know, jo- also, John Wall's injured. Bradley Beal's points. Yeah, so back to back fifty point games in losses, back to back losses. Uh, and the Wizards, I don't know how much of the Wizards you guys have watched, but they are straight up taking the piss this Yeah, they're, they're I've never seen... No, defense. Oh, yeah, well, that's what I mean. Their like, defense just... is not even trying. Yeah. Nah. Not even trying. Uh, that's all that's what I had to say. Yeah, well, that's good, though. You came in quite, like, you were quite emphatic about it. Yeah, it, it makes me angry to watch how little effort... Because the thing is, I was like, man, Bertans had a breakout year. 
they've had some pieces that aren't terrible. Yeah. But um, you just divide all their stats by like point, like just times it by like point six, and that's the real stats. Yeah. So I was really interested in um, Bradley Beal's quote after the game, which was just he just got asked how, how he feel, how he felt to set a career high, and he just said, "Terrible, honestly, I'm a winner." So you can throw out those fifty five with that last fifty three, um, like just saying that, like you know, it's it trash. I saw someone online share the, true. the worst defender at each position. And three of them were wizards, and yeah. it's like obviously that's like because of the team, but because yeah. of the team, but one of them was Bradley Beal. Yeah, well, so it, he he made he signed the contract. Maybe if it was three years into your contract and you were stuck in this hell, like I, I think um, uh, Damian Lillard probably has that complaint. Like he can be like, man, this team's bullshit, and I'm trying my best, and not we're going nowhere, and the front office is a joke. But um, Anthony Davis, the same for the Pelicans, where he's like, so Why that this? really annoyed me. I don't mind guys taking the money. Like, I would yeah, you can the take money. the money, but Don't then you complain. can't complain about it. Yeah. Do you th- one of the wizards just quick tidbit? John Wall has a Garfield tattoo on the leg, and I it's of all the bad <laughs> tattoos. Not saying that's bad, but of all the tattoos in the NBA, I find that one the most fascinating. Yeah. And Garfield doesn't look angry; he's doing like a weird smirk. That's good. And though. I don't it'd know be, what it means. It would be we- it would be weirder if if um if Garfield was. Uh, uh, looking angry, or like it was like a shredded Garfield or something. <laughs> I'm, I'm into the shredded Look, Garfield. Look, mate, I can't believe you were dissing other people's <laughs> tattoos. People get weird tattoos. You were the one last week who showed us on air you had a tattoo of a cat, and it says Hokey Pokey, because it's the name of your fantasy team, the Hokey Pokey Cats, or something like that. And you're like, this is normal, but a Garfield cat tattoo, that's unusual behavior, mate. <laughs> that's too far. Oh, up the hokey pokies. <laughs> yeah. What was the name of your team again? The uh, peanut butter I'm, jelly. Yeah, but I'm going to change it to that. I love the hokey pokey cats. <laughs> you can't. It's a tattoo. It's permanent, you dumb Ugh. fool. <laughs> You're like me. You're like me where I always criticize people. I go, that's a weird name. And people are always like, your name is Guy. That's not a real name. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I've really uh, I've really been hoisted by my own Picard. Is that how that sentence sentence goes? Hoist, I think. I hoisted my own Picard. Mm. No, you've been hoisted by your own. Oh, I tried to be smart and I failed. I'm just finally in the wet pool. You've really zoned out. You're just reading the internet. (laughs) I was trying to find out about the Garfield tattoo. Yeah, well, you can't. You're not going to be able to figure that out. It'll be like a thing. Garfield's got one finger up, and I don't know if he's like waggling it like bad (laughs) or he's going number one. I wanted to briefly, um, just briefly touch on the Kobe Bryant Memorial was today, and um, Michael Jordan's speech was one of the highlights. And. uh, he was crying. He was very uh, upst- uh, upset about the death of um, what was clearly his good friend, Kobe Bryant, and this is what um, his speech was like. Please play. Now he's got me. I'll have to look at another crime meme for the next... I told my wife I wasn't going to do this because I didn't want to see that for the next three or four years. (laughs) That is what Kobe Bryant does to me. (laughs) I'm pretty sure Vanessa and his... Sorry, that's where the the internet cut out his speech, not where um, I cut him out. I'm not heartless like that. Um, But the beautiful um, speech by Jordan, and quite amazing to be self-referential. I've always wondered, like, does the Queen watch The Crown? 
You know? Definitely. And it's quite amazing that Michael Jordan is aware of the cry. Because you always wonder about these people and you're like, they are like, in a, Michael Jordan exists in a different world to the rest of us, which he does with his massive wealth and his fame that means he like can't live in the same world as us, right? Because he'd never go anywhere because he'd get so harassed. Although in saying that though, whenever I see American celebrities who are like, I can't handle the pressure, I was like, just move to New Zealand. Like, if you yeah. lived in Kai Tai, no one would give that much of a shit. I'm looking at, um, I'm looking at John Wall's legs. I oh could, no, I you're back to the tattoo. Garfield's leaning on a UK, which I assume is University of Kentucky, yeah. doing that. Uh, it looks like next to it, on the back of his calf, looks like what is one of the clown masks worn by the Joker and his crew when they rob the bank at the opening of The Dark Knight. Huge NBA tat. Love the Joker in the NBA. <laughs> and it looks like on the inside of his leg, I saw what looked like the bottom half of Mickey Mouse. So he, um, he's obviously into his pop culture. A real Lost red flag. Things. I think Joker tattoo should become the new term for red flag. Yeah, 100%. Um, <laughs> it's like... like if you, if and you now there's so many Jokers to get. At least get like at least get Jack Nicholson's one, I reckon. Definitely. Like, <laughs> no, I'm all about... Um, uh, what's his name? 30 Seconds to Mars. Jared Leto's Joker. So twisted. Um, but thank you to the game of the Garfield tattoo, Paul. Just back to JT. You reckon the Queen definitely watches the crown? Uh, definitely. Everyone is vain, regardless of who you are. And more famous people, I think, like, yeah. they'd want to see. And but I Because I think the same thing. Because when people complain about the fame, I think exactly like you. Like, move somewhere where no one cares. Yeah. But the worst Michael Jordan would get in Kataya, people would give him shit about wearing that earring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone would be trying to invite him round to their um, house for Bucky Bongs. Yeah. Like, that would be, like, the worst the, the worst it would be. But we'll move to um, a country that does... Because Jordan's... I guess Jordan's different because he's famous worldwide. But, like, most famous actors could just move to China or Russia or a country where Western culture isn't as prevalent. The Queen could move to Finland and fit in fine. Yeah. Yeah, or the Queen would move anywhere and fit in fine if she just lived in a different house and wore different clothes. Well, I haven't heard her complain, though, in fairness. No. Well, the Queen... The the point is, does the Queen watch The Crown? (laughs) Paul, do you reckon she does? No. JT? Definitely. Yeah, I reckon she'd tune in for a laugh. It'd be funny. Like, you gather around as a family and have a I reckon she knows about it. She doesn't know it exists. She knows about it. She... I reckon she's probably pretty She'll weird. She'll have a burner account. Pretty oh, she's very weird. Yeah, she's had the most psychotic life that anyone could have. Yeah, but I don't reckon she knows she watches TV or. She um, did. She on the Crown. The she's internet. watching TV, but then yeah. again, is the Crown fabricated well, that for television? Yeah, they didn't. Know, they don't know if she's watched TV. What about like the moon landing or watching? She does the Queen's address. She might watch that back or, or um. Nah. She watches the um the horse uh, races or the um. She goes live. The. <laughs> badminton trials or whatever when they were yeah. big horse ones do you guys know trials. that Mark Todd the New Zealand show jumper is the Michael Jordan of um, horse jumping it's quite interesting eh in more ways than one if you're into horse ju- wait wait you've tried to do a double entendre there <laughs> no, and I'm really it. interested to hear what your double entendre is a lot of con- controversy oh well because he was into cocaine and you tell us uh, I'm not making any allegations. <laughs> he, he, it's not an allegation. He was found, he was caught doing cocaine and full credit to him. I love Mark Todd. He's a legend. Hey, I'm not criticizing Mark Todd, cocaine or Michael Jordan. We, we, it seems like you are. <laughs> okay. When we were kids, when we were kids, it was a huge thing. It was like Mark Todd is gay. And we're like, obviously. And then Mark Todd does cocaine. Obviously. Yeah. He's the Michael Jordan of show jumping. What else is he going to do? Yeah. It's the main thing he does. And good on him. If you're like the GOAT, it's like, you, what else would you... If I was the go of um, show jumping, I'd be doing the same thing. I actually don't know if he is gay, but I, I thought that was the <laughs> I, I think... He, I don't know. He was, mar- he was married, but then like so was Elton John. I don't know. Okay, I'm <laughs> casting aspersions here. <laughs> P- point is, is it not amazing that Mark Todd is like amazing at horse jumping and stuff like that? He's the best. 
Yeah. It's from New Zealand. I mean, show. I don't think show jumping's that big of a sport. Yeah, I don't know. Still, I yeah, forgot yeah. that was a sport. Yeah, you're kind of right. But um, he's still, he's like, still he's got everything. We've probably got the Michael Jordan of um, canoeing as well. Yeah, that's a good point. And like um, double skulls. Like, uh, is Rob Waddell? Is he the? I know, but think of, of all of Europe. I, I know, I know. I, I'm definitely with you on niche sports, especially ones that like Africa and Asia is oh, not going to yeah. do much of. But Europe would all do all those rich Norwegian foops. They'd all be doing the horse trotting, and he's kicking the shit out of them. He's from New Zealand. Yeah, probably. But anything like with a, anything with a paddle and a repetitive motion, I don't consider a true sport. A paddle and a repetitive motion. Yeah, yeah, I'm with that. Can just, we, you guys like. When you talk sentences, they've got to like relate to the sentences right. before you, them. You were, you were talking, talking about, he, you're talking about, about horse riding. About, yeah, yeah so, so horse riding, real sport. You were talking about other niche sports that the rest of the world don't do. Yeah. That's, but it's like um, anything in a boat where you're just paddling around, yeah. not a sport. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just yeah. physical exercise with an audience. Oh, when you said paddle, I was thinking like a paddle on like a race car for what, some reason. Kate, like a, um, what? <laughs> out of all the paddle sports? Like a, yeah. Out of all the sports, what do we consider like the least sport um, oh like darts no I'm saying kayaking to be honest is that the one that we always crow on about how good we are yeah rowing yeah, and kayaking rowing I want to say no, they're just niche sports they are good sports so they're just oh. niche I want to say um, figure skating no way it's an art form yeah it's more yeah, uh, it's more yeah, of a, yeah. yeah I, it's I hear you on that because yeah. yeah. it's so it seems so subjective yeah it's like they're all doing different songs different routines gymnastics is a bit the same though floor mm, no nah, but gymnastics is more like preset routines where they're scored on but there's like That's, the um, same thing ice dancing is the same now they have like set moves but if I was there and like someone just danced to a song I loved, yeah, and like a, that's the same that, for rhythm gymnastics. I know, I know. Did you see that video that, that UCLA chick well. dancing to like Michael Jackson and stuff, and she just like really nice smile, and people are like this is amazing. I was like, I don't know. It looks like a pretty average routine, but she smiled really good and like had kind of funky <laughs> style. Anyway, and I, I actually love figure skating, but it's just I just don't like when things are just so so like um, judge based, you know? Yeah, I like agree, um, cool. like the NBA basketball with the referees. No, nah, because at least there's the the. There is the element of, of like they're scoring points and counterpoint though diving at the Olympics is unbelievable. Wait, uh, in what way? Like so good the oh, diving. Right. Nah, do you know what's a? Croc? I love watching figure skating. I will throw that out there. The croc it. sport is um, swimming, and Australia is like it's another gold rush for Australia. You're like no shit, no country does swimming. Really? Right? Hardly anyone Phelps. does does swimming. Right? Yeah, Phelps is a good swimmer. <laughs> yeah, Spitz. You've named people who are good at swimming. Two guys who are good at swimming in like a hundred years, right? Mm. Any other sport, right? And they're always like, oh, Phelps is the greatest Olympian ever because he won 45 medals. Um, Usain Bolt would be the greatest athlete ever if there was um, uh, 45 different types of running techniques. We, we did, imagine if they did the 100-meter um, sideways scuttle. If they did the, a backward sprint for 100 meters, um, Usain Bolt would probably win that gold too. So now he's got three golds all of a sudden. And then you do the um, 100 meter running backwards. And then you do the 100 meter running with high knees. I feel like running backwards is way different. I don't think you could be the top but, of both. Well, no, okay. Well, swimmers can, be, swim, swimmers can be good at um, running forward and running, uh, swimming forward and backwards. But Phelps doesn't do backstroke. Oh, okay. Well, he does different. <laughs> the point is, if there's as many medals available for running, sprinting, as there is for short distance swimming you would um, see a sprinter win just as many medals I, I as I do agree Phelps there's does. too many swimming events. It and Australia wins relative. pretty much all of them except for the 12 that Phelps won. Like, it's horrific. It's not a sport. It's a gold rush for Australia. And it's the, it's the um, Commonwealth Games as well. And they're like, we beat Papua New Guinea and New Zealand. Good on you, mate. Well done. Is there anything worse than the Commonwealth Games? I'll put that out there. <laughs> Is that the end of week in review? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, time for a new segment to the show, which is called... Um, 
It's called uh, What's Going On. Oh, shivers. I, I cut to a bad part of the song. That's why I find the chorus. Okay, that was um, What's Going On by Marvin Gaye, classic okay, song. Okay, I have a question. What? The segment, what, what's going on? You didn't, I didn't know about <laughs> well, that. That's the first part of what's going on. It's like, what's going on, what's going on? JT is um, scrolling the, today's <laughs> NBA results. No. Is that your analytics? No. Houston Rockets results. Oh, that's good. Because really you're getting ready prepared. for Rocket Man. And what your main thing is going to be, um, uh, like, what's going on the Rocket Man. So what's going on is, we have done it before, Paul. It's just the first time you've heard it, because you haven't listened to the podcast back. It's just where I do rapid fire, like, what do you think? Okay. First up, um, what's going on with the Bucks? Are they a contender? I've, look, I'm being on this podcast saying the Bucks aren't a contender. I'm reversing my position. Wow. The Bucks are in. And Dante, and another thing, Dante DiVincenzo. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That goatee style, this, where he's got the tight little mustache and goatee. I don't he, know what you're talking about. He looks like a comic book villain. Dante DiVincenzo. Why is no one... He, he's so angry. Is he white? Yeah, big wow. time. He's like white with kind of orange But he's hair, not like right? funny at all. He's got no like funky personality. <laughs> he's just got a sick goatee. Paul, do you think Bucks are contender? Yes, but I always say a lot of teams are contenders. Oh, yeah. Oh. Talking to you is a crock. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Bucks. If you're the top, if you're the number one seed, you're a contender. If I absolutely. if I was here, if if I, well, I would say all well, the the Nuggets are number two seed in the West, and I'd say they're not really. I say contender. they're a contender. Uh, okay. So the Bucks, I know, admittedly, the Sixers lost Simmons early, but the Bucks embarrassed the Sixers for the five minutes, the first five minutes mm-hmm. of that quarter. Embarrassed yeah, them. but the is it, does that say more about the Bucks or more about the Sixers? Like the Sixers are falling apart. Well, but what it, yeah, I guess what it shows you though, if Brook Lopez is healthy and stretching the floor yeah. and hitting threes, who's guarding Giannis yeah. in the whole world? The Apart th- from the, the thing Lakers. that always comes down it's, to me in the Bucks, it's Raptors versus Bucks in the East for me. Probably, but they, uh, I'd say Celtics. Celtics are there. Celtics are there. I will say that. Yeah, well, you're going to yeah, say Celt- so you're really Magic Johnson. Too. You're like, <laughs> no. for me in the East, it's either the Bucks, Celtics, <laughs> Nets, it's, it's Bucks, 76ers, no. <laughs> Magic. No, no, no. The Heat. The Sixers aren't there. The, the Heat the aren't East. there. Thank you. The Pacers. Okay. The Pacers are good. I've healthy. Current <laughs> no, the Pacers are falling about and they've got Victor Old Depot. I know, but they'll, they'll get it right. It's growing pains. They did lose Jeremy Lamb for the season, which really hurts. I, I assume they lost him. But for me, the Raptors are going to come out on top in the East. Yeah, okay, I just still. I like this. I like this doubling down. Like credit. I to just that. don't have enough faith in the in the Bucks, even though they look. Well, that's why I'm saying it's looking like now, and I love like predicting as far out as possible, and I've really struggled this year, and that's why it's so exciting. But I, I now would say um, 
and I wouldn't have predicted this at the start of the year, Lakers-Bucks final is looking the most likely outcome. I just don't and see the Lakers at all. I would pick the Lakers. I'd pick LeBron in the fourth quarter versus any... The Bucks just all struggle in close games with fourth quarter scoring. Agreed. And I think they've got enough because the East is, is quite weak and I think they can probably get by the Raptors and Celtics, no problem. But um, we'll trip up possibly on, on a Western Conference team. But who knows? Um, I, I don't trust the Lakers. Man. Okay. Well, no, 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 no. Um, Neither do I, but like the, the, the ceiling is kind of less high than it has been in previous years. You know, last year it was like super high. 76ers are firing on all cylinders. Raptors were a very good team and still weren't the favourites. But like this year, the bar is lower. Like, okay, who. who no, you're who, talking about East teams now. Who are you? I'm just, I'm just saying like teams that are like serious contenders. I know you think everyone's contained it. If you don't, uh, if you don't trust the Lakers, who is better than them? Uh, okay, I'm going to list a few teams. Okay. Uh, come playoff time, you, you're allowed to list a, ma- a maximum of three. I reckon. Yeah, three, three only. I don't know. I I would argue that the Nuggets, Clippers, Rockets, Jazz, Thunder. I think <laughs> oh they could all beat God. the Lakers. You listed every other team. No, I didn't. Okay, Nuggets definitely not. Jazz definitely not. Clippers maybe. Rockets. Who? Kn- the Rockets are the come wild seven, card. Come seven games. I think coaching matters. Frank Vogel can't coach. Um, Quinn Snyder can coach. Mate, I'm cancelling um, what's going on. I'm cancelling you. Zero hours. No, 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 no I'm not cancelling you for that because it's just, it's just within the vibe. Is it music playing? And I'm going to be high as a cat by then. <laughs> JT, it's your own segment. It's a segment you wanted, man. He's a man who is passionate about the Rockets every single week. He thinks they're the most interesting team in the world and they've clocked basketball. His name is JT and he is a Rocket man. Mark D'Antoni just saved my life. <laughs> so, I'm just going to read you some facts here. I'm only going to talk facts during Rocket Man. Wow. Lakers. 100, Rockets beat Lakers by 10 points. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is what he was pre-prepping. <laughs> what did I the, just um, say? The results yeah, of yeah, games that have yeah, come yeah, yeah. up. What did I just say, though? Rockets can beat the Lakers. Okay. They can, they can. I agree with that. Jazz beat Rockets by one point. Freak. Freak chance. Rockets beat the Celtics, the surging Celtics. Yeah. Rockets beat the Warriors. Well, you know, yada, yada. Yeah. Rockets beat the Jazz. Rockets beat the Knicks. Yeah. The Rockets are here <laughs> to stay, baby. I love how you come with facts. And I like, because you've got glasses and you seem kind of smart. I was like so nah, excited about your my, facts. Here's my facts. Okay. Oh, you, now you've here's put your phone facts. down. He's got rid of the NBA okay. schedule. So, so I had, I think a couple of weeks ago, I was oh on the podcast God. after watching the Jazz and I said, go bear, sort of clocked it against uh, Russ. Although, so this game, the, ne- the latest game, go bear guarded Russ the whole time. Gobert didn't get a dunk, right? I'm not talking about defense. Gobert didn't get a dunk until the fourth quarter. Wow. That's how far they're dragging him. That's how far he's been getting dragged out and both ends. That's so... Well, he's getting dragged out on offense. That seems weird. Well, so I guess the style of, the style of play, that, that, he, that he is an easy... You would think the argument would he just be nonstop dunking. Yeah. Right? Yep. So they're stopping the... And they're, they're yeah, stopping he got blocked in. three times by Covington. That's pretty embarrassing. And right? I said Covington could... On this podcast, Covington could take him. You called it, mate. So, um, do you not find the Rockets horrific to watch, though? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, the way they just throw up a three, like any giveable three. And don't get me wrong, I, I enjoy watching Harden chuck. But the rest of them, like Covington, his shot's not that nice. And to see them force it up. And I, what I don't understand about the Rockets is, I know seven seconds or less and all that, and it made perfect sense we've got Steve Nash like dialing up amazing shooters all around the perimeter. But when your game is like quite stagnant and then just, 
you know, one screen and roll and then pass to a guy who jacks of a tough three. Why, why haven't they evolved to the point now where they're like, hey, it would actually serve our interests when we're putting up these, like, questionable shots to run an offense, wear down the defense a little bit, tire the other team out for their offense. Why don't we run an offense and then make something happen in the last 10 seconds? You're getting the same result anyway, you know? So, so that's my, that was where I was going with the Gobert thing, though. I think that it is the – they just keep the other team running. So if you're going to expect Gobert to not sit in the paint and guard Russ, like basically man mark him or whoever, yeah. the one non-shooter, yeah. then are you really going to expect him to be uh, bolting up the other end of the floor on offense? Yeah, okay. But it was amazing. The Rockets, are oh, they going all the way? <laughs> well, they're 4-1 and one with Russell Westbrook playing. There's a stat. And um, not a great one, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> but the point is that they, um, they're a promising start. 4-1 and one since when? Uh, in games that since they've gone small ball in games that Russell Westbrook has played. But well, that means that they must be like five and none without Russ because <laughs> they've only lost once. No, they've lost at least two. No, nah, they've lost t- twice. The Suns, but I just didn't, I strategically just didn't list that, but that was like a 30 point blowout. <laughs> yeah. They, um, they, yeah, strategically. <laughs> hey, man, that was a nice Rocket Man. I Thank didn't even, you. I got so much Rocket Man music. You got more stuff to say about the Rockets? You got a lot of stings. Paul, you need yeah. to acquire some. Um, that's, phones, it, that's it for Rocket Man. The main part of Rocket Man is there's a lot of um, audio and stings, and you keep on talking over them. Here's oh, one okay. more. Rocket Man. Rocket Man. Don't we have to um, talk about the song to legally play it? What is uh, it? Yeah, so Rocket Man. Great song, released in 1977, if I'm correct. How great is it that um, Alton John came to New Zealand? He tried to play a game. With walking pneumonia. I don't know what that is and how it's different to normal pneumonia. He had pneumonia. He's 72 years old and his audience complained that he only played 16 songs. Six, he played for two hours and they're like, he had to leave the stage, helped off the stage because he was, he was so sick. Yeah. And people are like, I want a refund. Who are you psychos? And people are annoyed that he had to reschedule. It's like, what do you want to happen? You want him to play like from a hospital bed? Yeah, live in New Zealand for, for a couple of months. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you want him to? Oh, do you want them to send out like do what a sports team would do and send out? They're like, um, oh, Michael Jordan plays. So no, if you're injured, you send out. You want to see like a replacement Elton John come out, like his like um, oh, piano I'm not tuner. That. I'm not against that. <laughs> <laughs> it would be quite funny to see a guy just give it a crack. That's the great thing about like Daft Punk and Dead Mouse and Mark yeah, Taylor. always sub everyone out. Put a helmet on. You can franchise yourself around the world. A mate yeah. of mine is a dead ringer for Elton. <laughs> and he um, once performed. That's not he, a compliment. He was, no, definitely not. And he once performed a song at a party, and a friend, another friend of ours, girlfriend, new new partner, was on her way, and she heard the song from a distance, and it was so horrific. She was like, "I don't want to go anywhere near that place and turn around." <laughs> I thought the story was going to be that she was like, "Wow, it was Elton John at this yeah, party?" Nah, me too. So very much the opposite of that, and that's what I love about Rocket Man. It keeps you on your toes. <laughs> Great segment, man. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And um, a bit of competition here because Paul Williams is stepping up next with his team-based segment. Uh-oh. And notice that Rocket Man has replaced it on the running order already. <laughs> so a lot of pressure here, but it's that time, right about that time, for the stars to roll on out. Oops, sorry. <laughs> so here's the problem. I'm sorry, sorry. Here's the problem. Paul's got two segments, and one's called Magic Mayhem. I've got other segments now as well. And they're interesting, because stars are in movies as well. The other's called um, Movie Magic, and the other one's called Magic Mayhem. I can't remember what they're called. It's t- you know, The point is, here we go. Be Every game personal. I'm a Melbourne. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is pure magic. Pure magic. 
M I N. Yeah. Again, I don't need get to... some headphones. Well, I need the adapter thing. Yeah, okay. Um, what a no, when you're trying to knock JT's rocket man off, your start can't be M I N. Hasn't started yet, and then an argument about your headphones. It's <laughs> a good way to start. Yeah. Um, what a win for the team. We just watched it. We just finished watching it right before this record. The Atlanta Magic beat the Brooklyn Nets by yes, two points. I'm going to come straight out with player of the day, back-to-back player of the week, Aaron Gordon. Big head. Last week after... Um, he won last week for losing the dunk contest. Well, <laughs> winning in some people's eyes. Well, yeah. But, um, man, he came up clutch at the end there. And he had 27 points, three threes, shot 68%, 100% from the free throw line. Uh, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, steal, 2 blocks, including the game-winning block, basically. Yeah. Where he blocked um, Karis LeVert to the ground. This was, uh, the, this, was the, this, was, this was the end of the game, right? The Magic, um, they were... Aaron Gordon hits a 3, I think. Down by 1, hits a, hits a, hits a, like a really tough step-back 3 to put them up by 2, right? Yeah. Brooklyn comes down, runs a terrible position. The Magic get the ball back and have basically won the game. 8 seconds left... Uh, no, Aaron two. Gordon does a block. You missed that. Oh, was that that play there? Yeah, I think so. But the ball eventually goes out off of Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Sideline side inbound it's Magic. Magic. The Magic get the ball. They've just got to pass it in, get the foul, and then they win the game. They throw the ball across court to nobody. <laughs> it bounces once in court and then goes straight out of bounds. The Magic cut coach goes... Nuts because he's trying to call a timeout, but more he's going nuts because he just can't believe his team of no, adult it was men. Because he called a timeout, and the refs s- didn't call it. So incompetent. So they give the Nets another chance. This is why the Magic are so thrilling because, like, just when you think the game's all sewed up, you're like, they'll give them one last chance. And then, so depressing from the Brooklyn Nets, their final position. Don't get me wrong, the Magic played good defense. Was um, passed to a bunch of um, straight, flat-footed players, and then um, uh, the guy with uh, braids does a, a fall-away jump shot that lands on his back and airballs by about a metre. Like, it was, like, really a anticlimactic game for, for, the, for the Brooklyn Nets. People online are calling it Aaron Gordon's best game of his cr- magic career. Wow. A.K.A. his career. Also, Mo Bamba had five blocks, silencing yeah, his he's critics. finally coming back. Magic Reddit has been roasting him recently. And he so does look him, clueless though sometimes, Paul. You got to. He does. He look does. Like he looks clueless all the time. <laughs> but that's just his vibe. <laughs> Tell me, Wizzy, is Wizzy Wondu finally putting him under his wing? <laughs> Wizzy Wondu's doing a hell of a job. Hey, Paul, um, when he's not um, doing cameo videos. <laughs> Quick question. For twenty five dollars. Can we? Um, so I watched the uh, Maver- uh, parts of the Mavericks game. Now I don't want to yeah. offend you, Paul, but the Magic are on my B tier of team, so. I'll watch them if there's nothing else on, but the, I'll watch a bit while flicking between other B games. is very high to have them. Well, there's only A and B. Okay. Because <laughs> otherwise, I'd say the Magic would be a clear D for me. Yeah, B's yeah. a big group. <laughs> so I was flicking. So I watched the first half, and they were getting destroyed by the Mavericks. It was 20 yeah. points about. Now, you know my thoughts on Evan Fournier. Yeah. I switched back to the um, Magic game and mm-hmm. saw one of the finest performances I've ever seen of a player, and it was Evan... Fournier. Wow. He was absolutely like ripping. 28 points in that game. Five threes. He played really well. Just in the third quarter, though. Fournier, Fournier has been having a good season. I'm one of his biggest critics. But they still... Um, more champagne, even Fournier. So they fought their way back from a 20-point lead. And so I switched off being like, yeah, this is awesome. I'll go back. Go back to fourth quarter. Yet another depressing loss for the match. <laughs> yes. <laughs> bad loss. But um, with Fournier in that game, I will say this. 
borderline doing blackface. He was so tanned. <laughs> <laughs> Coming back from, um, he went to, uh, I did some research because I was like, That's I nice. wonder if he went away over the break, as a lot of players do. Seems kind of crazy because it's like, not many days. It kind of makes sense. But some of them go quite far. I guess yeah. I don't get Christmas after. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the magic do. <laughs> um, okay. Not fair. Um, but I decided to look up. Because I was like. That's how they recruit players, eh? They're like, all your Christmases will be with your family. That's a, ga- it's a magic guarantee. guarantee. He was looking so brown that I was like, it would make sense if you had a few days off. If you were going to do like an extreme um, spray tan or whatever. Mm. It would make sense as then to do it. And hope no one really notices. But I did a deep dive on his Instagram, and he did go to um, Turks and, and Caicos or whatever it's called. Wow. Do any of the Magic yeah. players ever, A, holiday together, or B, just hit like the Jedi experience together? Hanging out together. They were uh, at a church together. Well, no. Is it time when Jonathan Isaac invited them to the church yeah, and none, he's, none of them none showed came, up? But this time, some of them did. Some of them did come. They went to church season. once together. Right. Yeah. Now, the, the, occasionally there's social times. I don't know if they've ever had is, holiday. Is Mark Hill religious or more just tattoo religious? <laughs> He's um, faithful to the grind. Yeah. <laughs> so the grind is kind of his... Is tattoo religious when you've got like, a lot of Jesus tattoos, but you're not actually very religious? Yeah, speaking of which, anyone seen Jason Tatum's new back piece? No, what is it? Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, I don't want to do it any injustice. But here's, but the thing that um, sorry to I don't want to railroad mid, mid, again. You're criticizing tattoos. You've got a cat that's his hokey pokey. No, but look, I'm not criticizing his tattoo, but it is shocking. <laughs> but the most shocking part is he has the most triangle back. I've he does ever have a seen. triangle back. It's yeah. freakish. Oh, Blake Griffin does as well. There's a few. I was talking it. to Guy just before about when I saw Aaron Gordon in a suit in person. Unreal how triangle his back was Man, in a suit. How do their shoulders support that sort of? Triangle. Body. And also yeah. big shoulders are a sign of HGH. But also triangle um, ah. is one of the strongest shapes. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> <laughs> um, Aaron Gordon um, has been the bellwether for the Magic of late, averaging 22 points in their three wins, but only 14 points in their nine losses. So the Magic have been down in the gutter, Paul, and it all comes down to Aaron Gordon playing well or not, right? 14.3 points. a huge part of the team. Well, he's, he's literally like they're supposed to be their franchise player. So uh, are, I wouldn't say that. We're, we're, we're less about franchise players <laughs> and more about franchise, franchise team. team. Yeah. Where are, where are the magic in the standings? That'd be they're a big fallen win. eight games below 500 or now... Eight, eighth seed currently. Now seven still. games below 500 because they won today. They um. still have a three-game lead <laughs> for the eighth playoff spot in the East, though. And so will they be winning their like division or whatever? Because it's We've like... We've got more than a three-game lead. Isn't their division no, like the, the Heat Wizards? Oh, the Heat, yeah. yeah. Um, the Magic have lost nine of their past plus tw- tw- twelve. Now nine of the last. But three 13. of our last four. Going, the slump is over. Going zero and eight <laughs> against teams currently positioned for the playoffs, and three and one against teams positioned for the lottery. Listen to this. I don't care about that mumbo jumbo. <laughs> They've got the fourth best um, remain strength of schedule yep, coming up. That's good. Um, one only one off the. Uh, 0.00, no, sorry, just behind the Pelicans is what I'm trying to say. I don't know numbers. Um, and meanwhile, Washington and Chicago have uh, the third and fourth hardest schedules, and they're the nearest. Um, Are Washington and Chicago in the playoff picture? No, well, they're the closest to the Magic. Oh, right. It's how yeah, grim right. the East is. Yeah, it's right, unbelievable. Right. Well, Washington kind of is, yeah. That is crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy, especially because I've never. I can't remember Washington winning a game. Neither. But I thought they were hilariously losing. games. I can see the Hawks going on a tear, though. Oh my god! The Hawks are going to go on a tear. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, they're um, actually Dwayne Dedman well. is back. The return. DD. I drafted him in fantasy, and the Kings ruined him, and now he'll come right. You watch yeah. him. Yeah, Dedman's back, baby. 
Um, anyway, that's the end of Magic Mayhem. Oh, wait. Actually, it's not. A quick, huge congrats to Daryl Armstrong, inducted into the Orlando Magic Hall of Fame this um, week. <laughs> we don't Darryl. retire numbers, yeah. and he's just the fifth player to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Congrats, Daryl, mate. I'm really proud of you. So I'm playing for the Magic in my career. I need to know whether... Will they have coded that in? The Hall of Fame? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know video games. Time now for God Been Thinking. God Been Thinking. God Been Thinking. I've been thinking and God have come up with something I've been thinking. My guy I've been thinking this week was a bit shit. Um, I was going to do who's the most good looking male comedian. I thought that was an interesting chat. <laughs> That's just not basketball at all. I lost my mind. All right. So I'm, I'm, I'm delegating. I, I thought it was mildly interesting. I came to the conclusion that it is um, Julio Tor- Torres. Google him. He's the best. There's not many good. The point is there's I not many good looking. I saw his show in Edinburgh. It's so good. Male comedians. I didn't mean like in terms of talent. I mean just in like good face. Okay, Julio I, Torres I don't know if I agree with one. that, but his show was so funny. You're trying to Google Jamie it. Kennedy. <laughs> you look a little bit like Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> Is that why you said no, that? You do. I don't want to. I don't want to dispute Julio. I don't want to degrade Julio Torres, but it's just the person we're talking about. Yeah. Oh look, you gotta remember I the bar I'm, is low for comedians. Right, this is See, this is why this was an interesting chat. There's not many good ones. The most obvious one I thought was Russell Howard and Nick Cannon and um, Gorez. My partner, she said she oh. wasn't into Russell Howard. She said he made her look sick. And, um, and I was like, Nick Cannon married Mariah Carey. And she's like, well, Mariah Carey's crazy, so that doesn't count. I've got some theories about Nick Cannon, but I don't think they're podcast appropriate. <laughs> Can you give us a hint? Well, I found it very strange. Like, he must be like a 45, pushing 50-year-old man, right? Oh, uh, why is his girlfriend really young? No, he was just like, he went, I saw him on some daytime show randomly in the lunchroom. And he was like, oh, I'm just not ready to settle down. I'm just a free spirit. Yeah. I've just got so much love to give. Yeah. No, there's something weird going on. Yeah, yeah. Well, he married Mariah Carey. Like, when you come out, there's an interesting relationship to come out of. Like, it t- I don't know. Nick Cannon's not known for being, like, a top guy, but I just, he's, like, conventionally handsome in my mind. Yeah, he's hot. Um, Jimmy Fallon. I mean, he, he's lost his hotness a little bit, but Jimmy Fallon in his prime was quite hot. Um, Kevin Hart. Is like, there's not many hot comedians, the point is. Kevin Hart. Well, uh, oh, no. Hey, take height out of it. I think Kevin Hart's good looking. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah talking about face. And he's also chiselled as well. Yeah. Like, I'd, I'd throw in the like um, British comedian guy. Joel Domit for that reason as well. Like, if you've got a great bod, he's uh, he's got a great bod. Kevin Hart is ripped, and he's like, you've got to pull the bar so low. you got to remember the standard but is like Louis C.K. We, no. Ricky Gervais. Like, you're thinking of like what comedians look like. They're traditionally are ugly people. Are we talking people. pure stand-up or people that have like had a little stand-up crossover? I told you this was an also, interesting conversation. This eh? was not the conversation... And now you're making it. What is the real guy I've been thinking? No, no. Well, that was the real guy I've been oh. thinking. But yeah, it was ba- so bad. This in, it was so bad. It was an interesting I one. I liked eh? it. And no one can top Julio Torres. He's the best. I, I 100% stand by that. I would say that, that Pete nah. Davidson is better looking than no! Julio Torres. No! Pete Davidson looks horrific. But they look exactly the same to me. Both no! Here. No, okay. That was just racist. Because <laughs> oh, they're both no, they're ethnic. <laughs> no! What, what counts as a comedian? And Pete Davidson is the ugliest guy, but he's dated the most beautiful people. What counts as a comedian? Um, anyone whose like, main um, source of income is doing uh, comedy. So an actor oh, whose main income comedy. Oh, an yeah. actor? It could be an actor, yeah. Steve Carell. Yeah, exactly who I Steve Carell is not good Steve, looking. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Carell. You, this is definitely. insane. Nah. He if played I... the 40-year-old virgin. Yeah, yep. and the reason the film wasn't believable is because no, he's so, so good No, there's, okay, okay. That's where the comedy okay, is. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, okay. Ru- if you're going to go with that, you might as well go Russell Howard. And if you're going to go with like weird magnetism, then you go like Russell Brand or Noel Fielding. All right. 
But are you seriously saying Steve Carell? Because that is that makes me infuriated. Steve Carell's so handsome. I think no, Steve. Not. I think Steve Carell's generally this more is, handsome than Russell Brand. He's yeah. No, he's, no, no, I, I don't think Russell Brand's hot. I'm just saying that people that guy, found him hot. That guy. I think Russell Brand's disgusting. A peroxide head is not good looking. Julio Torres is yeah. good looking. I think it's Paul. What do you think on Julio Torres? Julio Torres. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to degrade anyone. But Steve Carell's the, the, the guy. That's crazy. Is, is this Julio like a YouTube That's comedian? Crazy. No, he's an HBO special. He's just a, he's young and up and coming. Right. Um, he he'd be well, he'd be well known like in the hipster comedy circles. He's got an HBO special. He's on right. he's got an HBO show Los, called Lost Los Spookies. Spookies. Oh, I know Lost Spookies. Great yeah, show. Yeah, he's on that. Oh, I know exactly. Yeah, it's good looking. Oh, good looking. now you turn. No, good looking. Those You're are bad. A, no, he's, we all agree he's great looking. This, no, he don't. Most, no, he, he don't. He's he still the same as Pete Davidson, who's nah, hideous. I take it back. He is the best looking. And whenever I give people crap about, whenever I talk crap about Pete Davidson, people always, like, I obviously talk about hot comedians quite a lot. Um, people always go, he's got Crohn's disease. Well, I was like, well, I can't take back what I've said. I'm sorry that he's got Crohn's disease, but he's still not going on the hot list. People's but that doesn't affect his looks, does it? Well, I don't know. It's an don't internal know. thing. But still, the point is, just don't. The point is, he's punching. He's dating Ariana Grande, whoever he does. Anyway, we're getting we're getting sidetracked now. Um, it's, it's time for Paul. Don't lie. It's time for Paul. Don't lie. Yeah, check it in there. Um, I did. I found out just an interesting fact. Yeah. It's um, combining two of my favorite things. Yeah. I famously love Disneyland. Yeah. Uh, love it. Anyone who's been to Disneyland, guy, you've been. JT, you've yep. been? been. The Matterhorn. Are we familiar with it? Yes. Um, if you've been to Switzerland or Italy, you may have also seen the Matterhorn. The Matterhorn. Or if you've been on the internet, you may have Googled the Matterhorn. Uh, yeah, if you've been on the internet, you Just may a well-known mountain that have a statue of the, the Wellington Bar. The Matterhorn, yeah. Yes. But what I'm so talking about down. is the... R.I.P. Matterhorn. So sad. The fake uh, kind of paper mache style Matterhorn. In Disney World. At Disneyland. Um, There's a basketball hoop inside it. Yeah, we know. What? There's a basketball hoop inside it. That's <laughs> for your big fact. This was going to be the big fact. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, mate. Everyone knows that fact. We've no all one knows that it. fact. Read it before. I didn't know, and so you. I, 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 you, I was going to have a genuine reaction to oh, that. I'm yeah. sorry. I stum- in, in the peak of the Matterhorn, and it might not be there anymore. And the, only in the one in a, um, uh, Los Angeles. Yeah, I said that. Oh, sorry. Wait, where is there another Matterhorn? Oh, so what? Oh, there's, pe- a, is there not, there's not a mountain in. Oh, not know. in Orlando, not in Paris. Maybe in Paris. So I who shoots been it? To Hong Kong. Sorry. Who shoots the ball? <laughs> Supposedly, okay. These, this is. Do you know this? So the rumor was the reason the court was in there was there were laws in Anaheim about how tall you could build a structure, unless it was a sporting stadium. <laughs> so no, no, no. Yeah. This is true. I said it was a rumor. Yeah. Not true. Wow. Um, because it. the law wasn't in for another eleven years. Mm. And even if it was, the council would have been like, <laughs> you're, you're trying to trick us. Yeah. That's a fake mountain you've made for a theme park. But tricks hold up in the court of law. Yeah, <laughs> that's a real trick. Um, but <laughs> the truth of it is that just, I've never seen it, but supposedly there's mountain climbers who climb up the mountain. When it started, yeah, they had mountain climbers. Yes, yeah. and um, it the was a fake like, mountain. Yeah. yeah, and it was just like a place for them. That, you know, they'd just go in there and shoot hoops. When they weren't doing it, you know? They just built a crappy little hoop in there. Like you'd put I need one to, in I, don't, I, I, can't, I need to... Everyone look it up. It's pretty myself. cool. It's okay. just a it's tiny cool. little room in the top of the mountain where they've got a hoop and it doesn't look like it's, much fun because it's I think it's small. very cool. They're really sweaty. I'm sorry for spoiling your fact, Paul. That's great, Paul. Don't lie. No, just be ready for next time you try and say something. Yeah. Be ready. <laughs> um, JT, you had an interesting guy I've been thinking that I just wanted to touch on briefly. 
you threw out um, your um, uh, what if Bernie versus Trump. Am I right? Uh, yeah. So I was just thinking um, I'm, I'm a big Bernie guy. Yeah. And I was talking about I was my parents were recently in town and like all old people, they're obsessed by Trump. Yeah. So anyway, it got me. They started talking. Are about, they Trump fans? No, hate Trump. But yeah. have you not? All old people just are obsessed, like by the idea of him. Yeah, I can get why, but they just. I'm obsessed with Trump. I wouldn't say my parents are, but yet yeah, continue. Oh, it's all my parents will talk about Trump this, Trump that. Uh, so anyway, I was just winding them up about how Bernie is so great, which he is. But but do you, so your parents they hate Trump, but they don't like Bernie. They're like, oh, we just need another. They need they need to just go someone safe to win. I yeah, was like, well, they tried that last time. Yeah, because all, all old but Hillary wasn't safe partly because she was a woman though, and people. Uh, well, it's quite radical. Yeah, but th- this believe is the, it or not, it shouldn't be that way. But that's the way it is. But this is the argument. Like they, all those people go, um, get some centrist, and you go. They tried it before, it didn't work, and then they'll go. Hillary won the popular vote. Yeah, but she literally lost the presidency. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so my so we were arguing about who was in better health, and I said who would win in a five k race, Trump or Bernie. And oh, I, and I'll let you guys answer first. But I've got a controversial. So opinion. Bernie should challenge him, right? Because that's the thing, right? Trump is old; he's like seventy-two, but Bernie's real old, seventy-eight. And the two big attacks against Bernie are going to be that he's a communist, which is not true, but that's what, how they'll brand him, and that he is old, right? And three, he literal he had a literal heart attack like months ago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he had that too. But I mean, how many heart attacks has Trump had? Oh. Do you know someone needs to find Trump's abortion record because he would have had like thousands, but he's like the big pro-abortion <laughs> president. Everyone loves his. Anyway, no, that was a horrible thing to say, and I shouldn't have said that out loud. <laughs> Okay, but I bet you he's had double digits of portions <laughs> at least. Okay, h- hear me out here. Um, Bernie versus Trump. That's what Bernie should do to prove his health because like you're 78 should and he should he should challenge him. And should I, we will, say it on the on the counter? Okay, three? well both of them at that age will be walking briskly, and I, it looks like Bernie does more work walking than Trump. No, so, so I'm, I'm going to go. Well, we were going to okay. say it on the count of three, right. but now and you I say the winner. Know what you're going to say? One. Wait, wait, wait. One, One two, two, three. Trump. Bernie. Bernie. I'm going Trump. Okay. I don't think Bernie can bounce back from that. I don't think you can be racing competitively <laughs> at 78, like like eight weeks after a heart attack. Yeah, but can Trump be? Well, 5K. No, we didn't say it was happening today, did we? I thought there'd be a little bit no, of... No, it's happening today. Yeah, it's happening today. Okay. Well, Bernie still. <laughs> I like- Here's the thing about Trump. <laughs> there is no way he is good at any sport or has <laughs> ever been good at sport. I don't even reckon he'd be good at that. I think he'd be... He lets off a vibe. He's famous for cheating been... at golf, but he must be handy because he plays a lot. He can't be horrible. I cheat at golf. Charles Barkley plays a lot, and he. If I played on my own golf golf course, I would be cheating all the time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But no. But like you, you're cheating. But then if you get caught, it's got to be a good laugh. Yeah. The story of Trump is that he gets caught and he just fervently denies it and like bans you from the court. <laughs> um, which I mean, just this is approach to everything in life, really, isn't it? It's just crazy. Like one day, um, here's an Trump's chickens have got to come home to roost. Is that how the expression goes? Like one day. It's weird how karma hasn't got him. Like, I kind of believe in karma a little bit. And it's just one day karma's got to get him. Let's see if this changes. Maybe not. <laughs> Let's see if this changes your opinion. Yeah. I just found a Washington Post article. <laughs> the untold story of Bernie Sanders. Sanders. <laughs> Sanders? So. That is a huge untold story. <laughs> yes. He, uh, he, is he wasn't born American. in America. Yeah. The untold story of Bernie Sanders. <laughs> high school track star. There's a photo of him leading the field in the mile run. Uh, The photo does look like it's taken from the 18th century. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was going to say, any photo of Bernie when he's young, no matter how athletic uh, activity, it's going to (laughs) be evidence against him because it's so old. (laughs) 
He was a pretty good basketball player. Yeah, mate. Bill Russell was one of the greatest of all time, but you're not going to like unleash okay, him in the 2020 Bill, playoffs. Throw Bill Russell in the mix. Who's winning that? Bill Russell's in a very... Run. I, think, I think Bill, Bill Russell's... Bill Russell, no. professional athlete. No, but he's so Well, old. he can't really walk anymore. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think... I don't yeah. know. It's pretty tough. Um, Trump versus Bernie is fascinating, though, and it's almost too close to call. I, don't, I disagree. But um, I would say over a longer distance... I would probably be like probably Bernie, but over 5K, I reckon Trump could probably walk. Uh, yeah, that. the shorter the K. They're both the walking. Yeah, the short. more chance Trump's got. Over 100 metres, Trump. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but Bernie, the longer it goes, Bernie. Bernie just looks like he's been on a walk before, whereas Trump has never walked anywhere in his life. <laughs> like the world has gone so ridiculous. Why not go whole hog and just decide? Have a sprint. Yeah, have a sprint. You, it could happen. If Bernie challenged into it, Trump would <laughs> would would go talk about it. And Trump would put like, put like, like a matter, he'd try and bully Bernie out of the race by like going, I bet you $10 million. And Bernie would be like, I'm not betting that. And he'd be like, ah, oh, well, looks like, you know, you're not, you don't, you know. Um, anyway, we're going to wrap this thing up with a bit of movies, bit of culture, bit of thoughts, bit of. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. What, what do you call the segment, Paul? Have you prepped anything for it? It's movie magic, isn't it? Yeah, it's called movie magic. Yeah, you know what it's called. Let's do it. So there's been a. Wait, is there more of it? Sorry. It's good. Yeah, you go, you go now. Okay, I really need. Get some headphones. Um. There's been requests, multiple requests, yeah. for a review of uh, Best Picture Winner at the Oscars, Parasite. Don't tell Paul there's some music playing, he doesn't know. Okay, let's go, yeah. Did you hear what I just said? Yeah. yeah. You, okay. you, you, you have requested Parasite. You really need to sort that out. Yeah. Just make it so it stops. You, you need to get some headphones, mate. We've all got problems. Let's go. Parasite. Um... No, the, is this going to be a spoiler? I haven't watched the movie yet. It'd be quite be funny if no, you're like... Spoiler free. Okay. Spoiler free. I haven't seen it. Spoiler free. <laughs> well, Donald Trump came out, speaking of Donald Trump, and he was very against it, despite having not seen it. And you think, oh, I know why he's against it. It's South Korean. But he, he doesn't want people to know that. But no, he did just openly say, yes, what's up with the South Korean film? Yeah, Trump take is me back pretty to, openly uh, racist. So, so yeah. Take me back to uh, Gone with the Wind. It's like, or go, Trump, do you not know how the Oscars win? Work. They don't work for greatest film of all time. And if they did, Gone with the Wind probably wouldn't win. But, um, yeah, anyway. Sorry. He wants a remake, I think. So Tim Heidecker, um, who's fa- who uh, did a bit, and his, he's got a, like a uh, Oscar sort of comedy thing he does. It's a, a too hard to explain. But he did. He does a Trump-like character. That's his character. He did that bit exactly. And he wow. said, yeah, Gone with the Wind. Go, go well, the not the Gone with the Wind part, but about how you shouldn't... Re- it's in the American Academy Awards. and Don't reward d- foreign films. Yeah. Um, here's the thing I watched this film so long ago I like to think I have my finger on the pulse when it comes to cinema mm. you know I saw I think it won the top um, award at the Cannes Film Festival I believe not only that I saw it early not last only that, year it famously got an 8 minute standing ovation yes 8 minutes yes stand up and claim it for 8 minutes which unfortunately in my mind way overhyped so if you hear it's the Film of the year, which are often the the best picture winner, is often a bit disappointing. Mm. And and don't get me wrong, it's a good film, but like when you hear it's film of the year, it's got an eight minute standing ovation. No film can live up to that hype. Agree. No, I think it's a pretty good film. Here's the thing: I went into it with with not a lot of hype. Yeah, I, it's I, I obviously, the expectations. I obviously didn't expect it. I didn't know it was gonna. I, not that I didn't expect it. I didn't know it was gonna be the film winner, Oscar winner. Um, but. Uh, or as we call it, the film winner. 
Um, <laughs> the uh, I went into it just knowing that it had done well at Cannes. This was literally a year ago, pretty much now. Uh, and man, what a film! What a ride! Um, it was, you know, I think it's a good sign. Where here's what happened afterwards. On the phone, I was like, I brought it up to uh, my girlfriend, mm. and she said. She hadn't heard of it, but she said she was never going to watch it. And again, I didn't know it was going to be the best picture film. Yeah. So she said, describe the plot. And I was like, I, I, I hate spoilers. You know this. Yeah, you put Paul's passion. But I was like, no, I'm not going to tell you. And she was like, no, just tell me. I'm nev- I'll never watch it. If you've spoiled a magic game, Paul punches. So I told her the plot, but I didn't just skim over the plot. I was so kind of buzzing from the film. I told the film, not in real time, but it actually ended up being like more detailed <laughs> than the film. Mm. It was like the film runtime is probably two hours. My runtime was like three hours. Wow. Um, it was like line for line. And I think that's <laughs> the sign of a good film that I was like yeah. so um, wanting to tell her everything that had happened that I went into that much detail. I think it's, yeah. Um, I think great flick. I'm glad it won. I, 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 yeah, for I, me, it was I, that or Marriage Story. I can understand, I can understand that it could win, but it's not like you just got to lower your expectations. Paul talked about going in with no expectations for it was just this little Korean mm. film. I went into it after it had got all the buzz and had, I'd heard about that eight-minute standing ovation. And it's like, there's no way it can live up to that. Like, an eight-minute standing ovation is, like, one of the best films ever. I'd put it on a par with um, Get Out, where it's like... And it seems weird, because I've, like, picked two minority directors who did well in the Oscars. I think awkward. But, like, it, like, Get Out, it's, like, a really good, cool little film, but it's not one you're going to, like talk about for years to come. I'm just trying to think of, there's not many films that you do talk about in years to come that aren't like the butt of jokes or something like that. But it's, it's, it's worth a watch. I think it's better than Get Out, personally. I'm out of my Get Out was there, really good. I've got to be honest you with you. You've seen Get Out either. I'm not, a, I'm, not a, I'm not a movie buff. You've got to watch Get Out. Get don't, Out's very good. Parasite's better than Get Out. Hey, quick question just on the spoiling. Do you, so do you hate spoiling as much as you hate being spoiled? Yeah, I don't like... Sp- Blanket sp- ban. Yeah. Wow. You, you, I don't mind spoiling. Oh, you enjoy oh. spoiling? No, if someone asks, if someone's like, "Spoil me," I'll spoil you. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> oh, wait. Do you mean spoiling isn't like giving them all the treats or like? Nah, no, no. One thing I do own. like is so like the other day people were starting to talk about Lost and the ending of Lost, and I left because I thought there's still a, a good chance. Like Lost is meant to be a good show. Have you not seen that? But the ending's no. famously bad, right? No. Someone said it. I think mixed. People have gone. Oh, this is. Oh, I don't know if I'm getting tricked, but I'm just going to say this at a high level. People have almost gone because I actually watched Lost at the time. People have actually gone sort of one eighty on it, and they're like, mm. "It was actually good." It's sort of like a reverse Sopranos. No, no, sort of like Sopranos. Okay, <laughs> not the ending, but people's reaction. Okay, um, but so I left because I was like, I might still watch Lost. I know I'm years late to it, but I don't want that. Sp- I don't want to lose the opportunity to watch it. Um, but when it comes to sometimes horror films, I do quite love. Because I'm like, oh, I just don't want to watch um, Saw or Saw 2 Just tell or us what the plot is. You go and I quite, I do, I quite enjoy. Tally. I quite enjoy someone describing Dude, the NBA plot. players have the Saw guy. Heaps. Oh. Jigsaw, that's yeah, so jigsaw. embarrassing. Wait, what about him? It's quite a common NBA tattoo. Well, can you name a player who's got Jigsaw yeah. as a tattoo? Nah, I'm not big on facts. I, I think I've seen <laughs> Jigsaw tattoos. Um, just before we go, can I just say that I watched the end of Uncut Gems and really enjoyed the second half. So it, was, it was bad that I gave the first half a bad review. Um, I will say that it, I guess it just builds and it take, it does pay off in the end. And KG's great in the end, isn't he? Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, he's good. I think that last scene is awesome. Yeah, okay. For considering how bad he is at live TV. <laughs> Guys, fa- right. your favorite, he was responsible for one of your favorite clips of recent memory. Oh, KG reacting to those um, 
Google it. KG reacted re- to those bendy dancing guys from Africa. It's just really? like unbelievable. It is unbelievable. The mu- it, it, every, it's one it, of those. Occasionally, a video comes along <laughs> where just the combination is just perfect. So all the ingredients. It's the inside the NBA guys and a normal sports studio show. They throw to Area Twenty One, which is a weird studio yeah. where you don't know where it is. It's just this closed box studio with just KG in it. No, I think they've changed it now because it's such a bad idea, right? And they cross to KG with a bunch of dancers who are like, we are now going to do a dance. And they drop down with the weirdest music to the weirdest dancers you've ever seen, where it's a combination of dancing, so rhythmic to music, with contortion. So one of their moves is like an NBA defensive stance, like defending dance move, right? But they've twisted their head around, so it's facing the opposite way to which their body is. Yeah. And as they're doing this psychotic dance that is so terrifying, KG is just there acting like he's like, (laughs) Seeing like a um, like a tribe called Quest, like like a quite a like a like a good rap concert. He's just like, mm, okay, all right, there it is. You know, also they have like, the most sick grins on their face <laughs> as they're doing. This, While their uh, head is twisted around, yeah. sometimes the head is coming out of. So it. Much I'm not even exaggerating. At one point, the head is coming out of their anus, okay. and like it's just unbelievable. It. Yeah, KG. Um, with Paul's trying to find it now, he can't find no, it. Anyway, this, for Jigsaw this podcast, as always, has gone for too long because we're having too much fun. Thank you guys for um, doing the podcast. I don't know why I'm thanking you guys. Thank you guys for listening. Um, I've been Guy Williams. I don't do that anymore. I do it. Hey, I'm, I'm JT. Yeah, good on you, mate. <laughs> Catch you later, everyone. And uh, thanks for listening. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.